Oh, there's one. <laughs> there he is! There he is! Got her! It's gonna feel good. For a long oh, ways away. Oh, man, but I've been dreaming of it. It's all I think about. You know you've got a real problem. When you're just walking around, like I was walking around my house the other day, and I was like going to the bedroom, and I was like walking at just the perfect pace, and I was jigging right along with it. <laughs> I was going a solid point nine. Ooh, I had that perfect. You were walking at point nine. I could feel it. Oh, I could feel. It. I was like, ooh, that's pretty slow. There it is. That's perfect. That was perfect. Flat, flat, calm. May. No, I'm saying that's a real slow pace to walk at. Well, I could feel it though. I, I wasn't. I wasn't in control. You were in a hurry. You're just walking at a leisurely point nine miles an hour. It's like, I'm going to get there eventually. This is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, I had that, I had that uh, perfect stroke. I bumped my elbow one time in the shower, and it felt, no, it felt just like a, like a, like just the perfect little bump felt like a Lindy Rig bite. Did you drop I, line? My pointer finger just immediately opened. <laughs> It's just second nature. Involuntary. <laughs> I just started fading line. There was nothing there. Oh my. <laughs> so this is walleye talk. I'm Will. I'm what I'm. <laughs> I'm Rusty. I'm Dan. This is June sixteenth. <laughs> <laughs> we better do this again. No way! No, we're in the end of January. Oh, um, Dan always messes the date up. June, Just the, January 22nd. Yeah. Just the dumps of winter, I'd say. This has been the hardest winter to get out ice fishing ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. I've, ice, I've never ice fished this. I said this last year, and last year I fished... Way more than I fished this year. Or, yeah, way more. And I said the same thing last year. Like, oh, Never I... Never this little? Yeah. It's been just terrible. I And the, the problem with it is the weather, the temperatures have been pretty nice. Yeah. So you, you have wanted to be out ice fishing, and it's hard to get anywhere. Well, what's the problem, Dan? There's a pile of snow. A pile, a pile of snow. snow. <laughs> and the lakes have done some crazy, crazy stuff with mm-hmm. that pile of snow. It all started with just a beautiful cold November. Where it we was... had early, early, early ice. You could deer hunt and ice fish in the same day for quite a while. Almost all season. Yeah. All of the deer season. And uh, then we got just dumped on. Dumped on. And... Uh, a lot of the lakes had barely enough to support it. They missed one snowstorm, got the, 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 the second one. Leech had ice. The east side had ice the whole time. Got dumped on. There's so much snow out there, man. It's tough. It's just tough. Um, silver lining. Um, there was a crust that developed on a lot of the little lakes around Longville. And... Then, unfortunately, two days later, we got a bunch of snow. So that crust that developed, um, like there was like four inches of crust. So guys could walk out. They could drive wheelers out on it. There wasn't any issue. And there was only, you know, half an inch of snow. And then we got 10 more inches. And now we've got a real situation on our hands. Mm -hmm. For two days, people were having a really good time. Yep. And now we're not. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> it's real hard. I I try to think about the plus side, and one selfishly is that these fish aren't getting beat up on. You know, yeah. every fish that doesn't get caught in the winter is another one for us to catch in the summer. Right, and we've got, especially with our panfish, there tends to be quite a bit more pressure in the winter time than there is when we're out fishing. I didn't so. even think about that. The panfish get pounded on in the winter, <laughs> and I feel like Longville's maybe best kept secret is the pan fishing. We right. have really, really quality pan fishing. And a year where it's hard to beat up on them in the winter. Let's talk about two in a row. That's true. Last year, 
we could move around okay though, couldn't we? Not. So we have. I, I, mean, I fished. I remember fishing five times. I fished five times after the new year because we had so much snow. Gotcha. But um, that's not to say other people didn't. Right. Yeah. Um, Handfish and little deep walleyes, I think, are catching a huge break from this. And that'll be great. That'll be great. Well, so what do we got on tap for today? Well, we decided we're doing winter podcasts just partially for sure because we are feeling the winter blues. Yeah. And uh, we want to get going with this. this we is miss a, it. We miss it a lot. It's been three months since the last one. And uh, we think we'll, we just thought, let's get going. And we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we're also thinking a little bit of spring fever. Yeah. Um, it's just not that far away. If you start counting days, I think it's a hundred days, isn't it? Till opener, something like that. I bet. I you, bet it's a hundred days. Is it a hundred days? I can do. I can. I think it's a hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> February, March, April. That's ninety. We're there. We've got things to do. Right. So um. It's like hundred and fifty. We're also gonna talk about what's going on, like. What we can, what, what's happening right now? Like in, in the entertainment business, as far as fishing goes, we'll keep that one a little bit of a secret till we get there. I know everyone's probably watching the same thing, but. Mm, I've been asking around and you'd be, not, not everybody does. I know like three people and all three people are watching it. <laughs> all right. Um, what to do like as far as goals for our season, our upcoming open water season, mm-hmm. what we're gonna do? This is um, just talking about us. We're not talking about you. But it's a good time to get all fired up and you make. You gotta make think a goal about it for yourself. This is almost like a New Year's resolution, but New Year's starts May 9th. We accomplished our goals last year, dude. I th- I think you kicked butt. Well, you, in your goal, you did. You, you kicked, did. You did. More you did kicking. You did. And that you got to have some purpose behind it. Mine, for sure, I would not have accomplished if I hadn't been, like, set on this is something I'm going to... And it's going to work. Right. Right. Uh, me, it's because I suck at it, and I needed to suck a lot less at it. <laughs> and then I accomplished that goal. Uh, then we're going to talk about new Minnesota DNR rules and changes potentially for the upcoming season. We'll probably go off the rails a little bit and talk about what we'd like to see. Not me. Just I'm going to stay bit. on the rails. You've never been on the rails. I've been you. working on the railroad <laughs> all the live long day. Uh, Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. I don't know where to go from here. Someone's in the kitchen, I know. Uh, and then we'll get out of here. I'm going to send it. going to send it. Let's do it. Podcast starts now. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Porta-doc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. This is a walleye podcast. Uh, I'm Dan Ryan. I'm a guide in the Longville area. And I get together with my buddy Will. And we talk about... Walleye fishing. My name is Will Neuer. I'm also a walleye guide in Long Valley Lakes. Uh, most of you know me as the very best walleye guide in Long Valley area. Um, and you, all, all, of course, you know my associate here, Dan Ryan. He's the second best walleye guide in the area behind, uh, who was, let me check my notes, Will Neuer. Uh, he's known as the best. Uh, but we get down, you know, this time, this is new territory for, we've never done a podcast in January. So we, yeah, we don't have anything in the moment to talk about really. This is all, this is all predictions and we don't have a week in review. We don't have a, what if oh. it's, it's just us talking yep. about walleye fishing, about what's going on in this great state of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're avid average joes i'd say Mm -hmm. incredibly handsome average joes right we tried to do the video thing uh couldn't get a cameraman to focus too too overtaken by our by our beauty the we uh, tried camera women we call we tried camera men oh it was not a debacle no man 
Then we tried we paper bags, and boy, we did that ever get expensive. <laughs> boy, was that too. And we picked the words. It was raining out, trying to do these paper bags. <laughs> boy, was that just bad. <sighs> What's a guy to do? Now we stick to radio. Yeah, do a podcast. That's great, because we've always done the, the cliche, pot, oh, good, good for radio. Joking like we're ugly. Now we're just flipping it down. It's saying like we're well, too good looking. What are we for supposed anybody to, do? to be behind a camera filming us? We're just. It's hard being really, really, really ridiculously good looking. <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, Nobody ever told me when I was younger, man, you're gonna have it tough because you're just so good looking. I can just sense your wife upstairs just clenching her knuckles like, oh my god, I hate him. <laughs> I only married him once. Uh, Alright, so let's get into the first topic. Um, hey, what's the first topic? Well, man? we should talk about what the winter could mean for for uh, for the open water season. We hinted a little bit at that it's... It's like, pretty tough. It's Well, the winter's tough. There's not very much fishing pressure. It's pretty... It's it's pretty crazy how noticeable it is. You know, you think of a typical year driving through Walker, even the south side of Leech, the little lakes. You're always going to see the little colonies. It's empty out there. Empty. Tough. Tough for the... For folks uh, to, get, to get around. And they... I also think it, it's compounded by the fact that last year at the end, people got beat up real bad. Remember right at the end of the walleye yes. season? Um, they During got, like eel pump. Eel they had to get a mess. And they had to get a little loader or a, yeah, a mini excavator out there. No, what was it? They had to get a, a skid loader out there, a mm-hmm. skid steer out there, just on leech to get fish houses off of the lake. And it took like two days to get them off. Right. So I think that was like fresh in their mind. And then they... Folks had a real hard time to start starting off their year, and the, a lot of the rental operations are not going well. Have you seen the wreckage up on Red? Yeah. Oh, my God. The graveyard is what they call it. Yeah. There's vehicles. There's wheelhouses out there. I don't know what those folks are going to do. Yeah. It's tough. But let's focus on the positive. Is there is there an upside? Besides a little less fishing pressure, can you think of an upside to a tough winter? Well... Hopefully, uh, after, you know, last year was a real rough winter. We had some die-offs. Um, hopefully this year it's a lot, it's reduced a whole bunch because, well, the weak lakes are already, you know, at the level where they're going to sustain even on the harshest winter. So those fish are going to be strong. And when those fish come back, they're going to be stronger and bigger than ever. Um, that's one real positive note on it. What do yeah. you got? Well, I just think last year... We had a pretty snowy, cold winter. We were carrying a lot of moisture all the way into right up to um, ice out. And we had a really, really good spring fish. How good of a spring fish? Like the best. Like the best, I think we named a podcast the best spring ever. It was the best spring ever. This year, we it's not going to be great for the roads, but man, we went into the winter real wet. We (gasps) had... it. Uh-huh. And now Your driveway it. is going to suck. I put, I put a bunch of rocks down. I put like 11 mm-hmm. rocks down. <laughs> they're, they're big More rocks. like pebbles. They're big rocks. And, uh, Hand-picked agates. <laughs> I have an agate driveway. <laughs> go up to the North Shore. That's what I do in the winter now is I go up to the North Shore and pick agates for my driveway. <laughs> no. But who knows? Maybe that'll lead to a, a good spring. Maybe that's a... Like our farmer's almanac, fisherman's almanac. You get your butt kicked in the winter, you're going to have good spring fishing. You know, and really that's maybe the fairest trade-off ever. Yeah. It's got to be balance. Things things have a way of balancing out. Another good thing about this winter is the water, it was real high when it was freezing. Uh, that rainy river, people are even driving snowmobiles on it because it's so high and it's not freezing very consistently. So people aren't even driving somewhere. And that's a huge highway. That's a major highway for people to go up and down the river. Mm. Is by snowmobile up and down the rainy river. Interesting. So that sucker is going to thaw out real quick. Yeah. And they didn't get as much snow as we did. Mm-hmm. Not even close. So that's going to be another good 
situation for us. Right. And that's not that far away. No. Be up there nine days or so. I was thinking 11, but I'll take nine. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe there's some upsides. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, to talk about spring fever, I mean, that's one of the best early jumps you can get on it is going to the Rainy River. Um, You know, we've got the main boundary water, or main border waters. You got what? You got Rainy River. You got Big Stone and Traverse. Mm -hmm. And then... Pool 4. Pool 4. And there's more pools on the Mississippi. There's... I don't know a whole lot about it. There's guys who fish the Mississippi in the metro area um, and do pretty well. In that, what is that, pool two? I think that's pool two. Yeah. Coming out of the nuke plant, fish have three eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I also, I was real curious about Mississippi down by like Winona. I'm not, I think that's pool six. I know there's some guys who, I've seen some boats down there just driving through in the Mm -hmm. spring, but yeah, there's fish. It's a river in the springtime. Yeah. Uh, pool four is is it though because it's open. They say it's open year round. Mm-hmm. I think it is. It's it probably is. some pretty nasty days to be out. There. I'm sure you got ice flows too that come right. through there. Right. But yeah, for the most part, it's gotta be. It's gotta be open year round. Yeah. Could go there. No, we'll just hold off a little bit further. But before we so before we get on to our next break or our next topic, we want to take a little bit of a break. Uh, cause Dan's dog's eating cat poop. Sonny, come here. So Dan. Over. It's dark out a lot. Like all of the time. Like all the time. Um, so what's, what's something a guy like me or a guy like you could watch right now to really pique our interest? I know, I know where you're going at. I think you're going at... What am I going at, Dan? I think you're going at a production made by Uncut Angling. That is correct, sir. <clears throat> Probably... Here's how I pitch it. <clears throat> Uncut Angling is is hosted by a guy named Aaron Weeb, who's Canadian. Eh? And a very, very talented angler. Mm-hmm. And his ego is completely hidden from the camera if he has one. <laughs> I feel like the guy... If you like this podcast, there's no way you wouldn't like Unketting. For sure. Because he embraces the idea that he is going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And he also is the most creative angler I know. He's got a lot of things going for him that will allow him to do that. But he dreams up some crazy stuff. And then he has the motivation to to follow. He caught a giant pike on a Google Play button. Yeah. That was a half pound Google Play button. Real impressive. Real impressive. And yeah. And I think it's it's those two. He's driven and he's creative. And I just think it's super fun to watch. And it's not like he's showing off how great he is at everything. Right. He's giving you a real authentic look at angling. And he just happens to have the time an opportunity and skill set. And the set. talent. Yeah, the yeah. skill set to do it really, really well. Boy, and his personality real stands out too. Yeah. Uh, just a fun guy to watch. You know, yeah. you, well, he fishes that Kenora smallmouth tournament. Mm-hmm. And boy, you you really, he was in what, second last year? Mm-hmm. After day one, you you really pulled for the oh, guy. Oh, for sure. You, know, you, ne- you never met him. I never met the guy. Yeah. But you're like, man, I really hope Aaron wins. Yeah. You know, I really hope he does real well in this tournament, yeah. you know. And he had that one video up in Kenora, and that he's got that Warrior uh, twenty ninety, yep. and he's back trolling. You can see he's got the got the sucker in reverse, and you know a big Lake of the Woods, you know wave comes up and hits it, and then all of a sudden a monster Lake of the Woods wave comes and hits it, and freaking just dumps a pile of water like in there, one hundred and fifty gallons of water, and he's like drop shotting, yeah, boom. He hooks up on a rock. Yeah. He's like, yes. He says, oh, he's like, what about him on? Oh, it's a rock. He's like, what? I and do that goes, all the time. And he like goes down to the, the base of the boat and the water is like just about at the top of his rubber boots. Uh-huh. <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Very fun guy to watch. Anyway. So he's, he's, uh, so they've done a few of these. This would be the third one. Third, or it's the second season, third like session of 39 hours. Um, that's what we're talking about. That's what you should be watching. Um, it is 
simply put, some of the best TV you can watch. For sure. And the <laughs> Even name, if you're not a fisherman. The name comes from 39 hours is approximately the amount of time that a weekend warrior has to, to fish from Saturday morning till Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the, the first season they did it as truly a 39-hour challenge. They had 39 hours to fish. In two different sessions. In two different... Oh, yeah, yeah, Because they, they had the, the overtime because right. they tied. And Sorry for the they, they get a point for each species. The first season, I think it was each species mm-hmm. over 12 inches. Mm-hmm. And so that, that I think the species thing is really what intrigues me because it, it these guys are fishing as hard as they can for just dumpster fish, you know? Like they're putting together their best plan to catch the biggest sheep's head they can. They had that one team that spent like seven hours fishing for a perch in a harbor. <laughs> and finally they got it. And it was a super tank. It was like a 15-incher. Right, right. It's like, what? But. So this season they've got four teams to, to compete. They and finally have an American team. Yeah. Took them a while. <sighs> and they are going after. Uh, they did it a little bit different. This time they broke the 39 hours into uh, three days Three days because the it made it interesting to watch, but it was for sure dangerous to think about these guys just running on no sleep at all and having to operate oh, yeah. a heavy machine. Not heavy machinery, but they had to operate they a boat fish and seven hours fishing, or They fish seven hours sleep an hour. Right, right. Fish seven hours sleep an hour. Yeah. Made for good TV for sure. So, 39 hours. So, we're on, what, ep- there's episode two out right now. So, after the, they do, they're they breaking this one into six episodes. And I think they come out on Thursday night. Mm-mm. They come out tonight, Wednesday night. Oh, tonight's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wednesday night. It's already out. It's already released. Oh, my goodness. Never mind. Now we know what to do after Cancel this. the podcast. <laughs> but up to date, they uh, they fished the first half of day one. And... Things are really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like the there's quite a bit of strategy when you think about they fish they're fishing a huge region because each team has like their own region. It's what? Um Saskatchewan. That's the twins. Yep. Manitoba. That's, that's Aaron and Jay yep. Siemens. Team USA is Great Lakes region. Milwaukee. It's like Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yep. And then Ontario. Ontario, and those guys are based off of the Great Lakes, too. Yep, that's Lake Ontario. Lake. Yeah, so they've got a lot of water, and they they scheme, because if you can catch, based on your region, you have to think about which species you can catch that's going to be the biggest in that species. Right. So. If you've got the biggest lake trout, you go for the biggest lake trout. Right. You know, you've got to get that point. Right. But each, it's cool, because each region has, like, species-specific fish that they can catch that they don't have in another region. Mm-hmm. So you look at, like, the Team USA. Uh, muskies are open in in Wisconsin then, but it's not open anywhere else. So that's, like, a it's, point they can get nobody else. If can, they can catch if it. If they can catch it. And you look at, like, a gold eye or a moon eye, there's not a ton of those swimming around around here, you know? Yeah. But I do think... What I really like about it, I was telling Bree this, uh, it makes all these really, really accomplished anglers seem like kids because they're trying really, really hard to catch species <laughs> that we generally don't uh, assign a lot of value to, you know? And, and that's so great. And then they have to be... Anything, any species, any tactic, you can be really good at it. Or you can be average, or you can be really bad at it. And so it's fun to watch them try to be really good at catching a moon eye. Like, how would you do that? I have no idea. It reminds me of, I ran into a couple kids that were fishing a harbor, and they were fishing this harbor for dogfish this last summer. And it, like, as I was pulling out of the harbor, I put the boat in neutral. I was like, you know what? How do you try to catch them? Like, how do you, I've caught too many dogfish, but... How, I don't know. Never how on would, purpose. How would I try? Like, how could I be really good at it if I tried? <laughs> I'm not uh, going to tell you because those are those kids' secrets. You know, they've been, right. they've been working for years on fishing that harbor. You don't want to tell you know, lifelong secrets right, here. Right. <laughs> Same idea. It's pretty pretty. It's really cool TV. 
And, uh, you know, you can find it on YouTube. Just, you know, go to YouTube and do uh, 39 hours. Yeah. It's, it's very worth your time. Um, I, it for sure pulled my mood around the other day. I was mine just, too. It's just nice to see people fishing open water mm-hmm. and, um, a different feel than your typical Saturday morning fishing shows. Right. Whereas in most of those right now, we're showing lots and lots of ice fishing. Lots, lots of slush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I heard the in-depth outdoors guy, he was getting ready to film an episode and they talked about how they were on Red Lake in November, the week before Thanksgiving, and they were on like 11 inches of ice, 9 to 11 inches of ice, and they fished a whole region, and that's the most ice they'd been on, and it was the middle Are of you January. serious? Yeah. And they're not, I think they fish a lot of Wisconsin. Yeah, a lot to the south, yeah. but still. Right. Pretty November crazy. being the most ice they have. Yeah. And that, that'll change for sure, but pretty interesting. That's crazy. That's a, seven weeks. <laughs> Weird year. Wow. Break time? Break time. Dan, what's your goal for the year? Uh, my goal is to be a better Winnie fisherman. I'm really glad you didn't go with what we talked about on the phone the other day. What day. I'm going to do on Winnie doesn't matter the time of year. I'm going to cork them. <laughs> I just want to be a better bobber fisherman than I was last year. God dang it. All bobbers all the time. Lake Winnebagoshish. Yeah. It's, it's been... I've been thinking about it for years. And we, we two years ago, we got kind of started. We're like, all right, let's we'll fish tournament. Let's do it. Let's we'll win this jump thing. Jump all in. And then, I honestly win it. We win it. I went in that tournament with you. I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna win I this know, thing. I know. <laughs> we never <laughs> weighed a fish. It was, <laughs> it was feeling. It was feeling that way. <laughs> Cinderella story. <laughs> Cinderella story. No, Winnie is only twenty five miles from Longville, twenty one miles from my home, and I've fished it six times. And Walker Bay is the same distance. Right. And there's... And a tougher fishery. You think Walker's tougher? Than Winnie? Yeah. Without a doubt. I can catch a couple fish on Winnie. I don't think I can catch a couple fish in Walker Bay if they're not on second point. (laughs) (laughs) I just think... I like... Yeah. And Winnie's a well-known fishery. Super fun. It has some... It fishes all. It, if you look at the map, it looks very, very similar to uh, the east, like the main lake of Leech, but it's got just giant cabbage beds out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, it's super clear, so you can see walleyes swimming along the edges yep. of those giant cabbage beds. And where you have an advantage, you've got a you've got a rich history up on Cass Lake. You know, I mean, you've, you've spent a lot of time up there. You know how clear to fish water. deeper walleyes. Right. Um, the one thing that always throws me off, because I tend to go to the west side, is there's just a random 30-foot hole here. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> it's thir- just a 30-foot hole. Like, is this a crappie hole? What am, I, what am I supposed to do with this? And then, you know, like, I fish up there with a couple buddies who fish up there a little bit. And they're like, oh, no, this is the spot. It's like, this isn't a spot. This is just a stupid hole. What am I supposed to do with this? They just show up in the middle of the road somewhere. <laughs> you know, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> oh, you just wear the edge. Of a hole? <laughs> it is an odd, odd concept. But there's a ton of them out there. Right. There's tons of just like, oh, here's 30 feet. And now we're back in 16. <laughs> like, what do you... <laughs> I remember I was up there in, like, in midsummer dog days time with Matt and Lee couple years ago up on winnie on winnie we did they had a day to fish and i had a day to fish it's like 83 degrees dead calm and sunny and there happened to be a uh i think it was named tournament maybe it was the second mtt tournament i don't know but these dudes were trolling this nine foot flat and they were pulling spinners on this nine foot flat there were a bunch of boats up there and we kind of cruised the edge of it we didn't want to like mess with the tournament guys they were catching fish out there Nine feet of water. Crystal clear water. Crystal clear, sand, 83 degrees, and there were rods going off all around us. (laughs) 
what is going on here? <laughs> so yeah, that, that's and it's a nice size. You can fish the whole thing if you want. You can drive oh, across the whole thing. You know what is it like? Fourteen miles long by ten miles wide, or something like that. So yeah. it's not a, a crazy, but it is the right shape where you've always got a wind. If there's a wind, you've always got a wind somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I think really helps to your point, like to what you want to do, is they stock the bejesus out of it yeah in 2018 so there should be a bunch of keepers there this year walleye <coughs> but you always catch 20 to 23 inches and there's a pile of them up there it's a walleye mecca and well known from most minnesota walleye anglers oh, yeah. you know yeah and it's 20 miles from our houses what are we doing and we just don't go there why don't we go there we just, just go there we're going there what are you doing you just go there that's my goal that's and great and what else what else? That's it for now. Good. How about you? What's your goal? You knew my goal, and you've just been keeping your goal. It's like a secret goal. I'm going to get... I want to get really good at bass techniques for walleyes. Ooh, nice. That's pretty I wanna good. Get, I want to get good at, like, deep water plastics, mm-hmm. and I want to get good at drop shotting. Yeah. I think drop shotting is going to be big, but I think those deep water plastics are going to be, are going to be a really good area for me to try and get better at doing something other than Lindy rigging, like in that deeper water. Sure. I mean, what, what are you going to do in 28 feet of water? Uh, you can power cork, you can cork them, you can jig wrap them, you can Lindy rig them. You can't really jig them all that well, but you can maybe throw up a big plastic out there or even a finesse plastic and try and try and bump them try and try and get them to bite right so i think there's a few areas there where i i need to improve um specifically thinking like the leech lake classic i run into a day two like i had last year i couldn't catch him because i'm not a finesse fisherman i need to do it i need to do that i need to get good at it now so real quick Real quick, you gotta get good at it. Real quick, maybe, now maybe to balance out the the fishing world, I'll get really good at catching bass on bobbers. <laughs> like, I, I've got a better about idea. Strictly four pounders. Do we <laughs> four pounder after four pounder? Andy Jorgensen will just be. <laughs> Grinding his teeth as I've got a bunch of eight-year-olds popping four-pounders he, he, with, with bobbers. In case you have missed it, in case you missed it, uh, four-pounder is jargon for any largemouth bass <laughs> ever. Because if anyone catches a 15-incher, it's a four-pounder. Usually when you hear about it. I think I caught a four-pounder today. It's 15 inches. You it's <laughs> a nice one. It's probably four pounds. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy Jorgensen is gonna be so proud of you. And um, I thought to balance out the walleye world, why don't you just get really bad at jigging, and then it'll really even it out for your corking. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is a pretty great first podcast, right? Like. Mostly garbage, but maybe a few little gems you can pull out. <laughs> if you are a diehard listening to this, there's maybe a few things. You're, you're definitely thinking 39. 39 hours was cold. Uh, spring fever, planning what, what you're going to do this spring. Yeah. That's good. It's just self-deprecating humor. I don't think it's all garbage. It, it's fun. I'm happy to be here, that's yeah. for sure. Do we want to? We got one more topic. One more break. Last break. Let's talk rules, regulations. What have you heard from, uh, from your fishing community? I've heard martial law. Nothing but martial law. <laughs> We're going rogue. We're gonna take this world by storm. I'd like to fish out of a helicopter. I think it's illegal not to fish from a helicopter. <laughs> That's a new regulation. <laughs> you have to be airborne. Can't be fixed wing in order to catch fish. <laughs> no drones. No drones. That's garbage. <laughs> no. Aaron, Aaron Weeb catches the fish on a drone. Have you seen that one? 
I'm going to send that sucker to jail. Yeah, I have seen that, though. It's pretty impressive. Just a giant bluegill. <laughs> Huge bluegill. <laughs> like, oh, I was trying to do this. Another reason to watch 39 Hours. That guy is entertaining as can be. Yep. Um, new regulations to Minnesota. Uh, I, at least to our area. I believe there's when that um, they're going to take the pike slots. The old school pike slots. The 24 to 36s. Off the area lakes. I think there, it, and there were like 25 of them in the state or something. And, and what was it? Four of them in Longville area? Woman. Little or boy. Wabado. <clears throat> I think that's it. Maybe three. Yeah. They're going to do away with it. Which is what you... It's either good or bad, depending on perspective. I mean, there's a lot of big fish in those lakes now. Which, not saying there wasn't big fish before, but uh, certainly it seems there was a pretty good increase in the, in the size of fish that... The size of pike that came out of there. I would say two of those three are my best average size pike lakes. Would Wabado be the one that's not? No, Little Boy would be. Really? I feel like I catch a bunch of snakes out there. Interesting. You catch nice ones out there? I've caught some nice ones. All right. I have caught some nice ones now that I'm thinking about late summer rigging. Right. Pulling big minnows. Right. But. Either way. I don't know. I, I, I heard mixed reviews whether or not that slot has done anything. From a guide's perspective with the new regional. 22 to 26 have to go back right i like i have liked to guide those for get for folks that want to eat pike because i honestly if i'm going to clean them 21 to 23 and 7 eighths is perfect prefer mm-hmm. and now we're going to be doing you feel kind of 26 I, I feel kind of bad about cutting one that's 26 inches for sure for sure. Like, that one's going to be somebody I someday. know. I know. And I think... And they've gotten enough time... doing their job to, to in the lake, too. They've gotten they, enough time to mouth. get to that size. What could they be? Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. the ultimate goal, you know? You don't want to cut... This is like cutting a 23-inch wide. You know, you're just killing a future 30-incher, potentially, you know? Right. But... Yeah. And they don't have to get that much further along. Most anglers... We'll probably clean a 26 to 28 incher. Mm-hmm. A lot of anglers, I think, will probably let anything over 28 go, recognizing like, it's a pretty big fish right. here. So that fish is pretty darn close to getting there. Yep. What a, a year. What is a 23 incher away from? Like one to two years from being a 28 incher or 30 incher? Well, I was saying for the pike. That's what I'm saying. A 23 to get to a 28 incher. What does that take? Like two years? I don't know. Good question. Probably pretty close to that. Yeah. Especially on these deeper, clearer lakes. Well, except for Labrador, but these deeper, colder lakes, it takes them a little bit longer to yeah. get bigger. I guess my point was the 22 to 26 encourages, not encourages, but people want to keep a pike. They want to eat a fish. They want to have a fish fry. And they, may, and they, they got one over the slot, you know. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I bet we'll, we'll have a real strong opinion about that in four or five years. Yep. I don't think, I really don't think that one will be much of a gray area. I, I do think I'll be firmly against or for that after. And that's the whole deal with these. They, it takes some time, you know. Yeah, when you don't get overnight results right. with these slot limits. How, is, is, that, is this year two we've, we've been yeah, through last year. Last year was the first year, wasn't it? Was last year the first year? No, you're correct. We've this been this will seasons. be the third season yeah. here. Yep. So you have to once it's written in that book, in the fisheries world, you gotta just take it. Is what it is. Yeah. It and it's not fun. like we're like going out there just to go catch up. We're not out there to catch our ten pike. But you know, if you get six wise and two pike, boy, that's a, that's a good chunk of that's a good chunk of meat. Mm-hmm. You know. And it goes good in a fish fry. And, you know, to a lot of people, especially talk to some of these locals around here, you know, they just as soon eat a pike during the cold seasons. Yep. And you get the oddball. I got a couple in mind right now who are, they just love eating pike. They just love, even if you're on a good walleye bite mm-hmm. with them. Gotta be nice to get I a fished northern with one. mixed in here. I fished with one. 
we were just banging wise. He's casting a spoon out there. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, it was funny because he caught a walleye his first cast with a spoon. I was like, that's just how good of a walleye guide I am. That's what makes me the best walleye guide in Longville. Do you think that was the best day of fishing all summer? Boy, that was think pretty darn we, close. Think of where we were and what we ended up doing that day. You know, I was re-listening to, I was listening to our podcast and I, we brought up that day, but we never actually talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we never talked about what happened. So you're on a long, long Valeria Lake. We, we both guided a full day. We split it between these two chains of lakes. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this whether you want to or not. All right. I'm listening. And we're, we started out and we were driving around. You know, it's like mid-June, late June, like June 20th. And we're like, you know what? Our jig bite's going to be toward to the end, you know? We were I, like, I feel like I have to add something real Yeah, of course. Because I fished with them, the same crew, the day before with another guide, with George. And we were pretty darn close to full refrigerators of walleyes mm-hmm. after the first, the first day. I think our boat needed six. Yeah. Like, we didn't need that many. So, like, that was already in my head. Like, I, I figured fishing would be okay, but I also was pretty certain walleyes yeah but i was also certain walleyes weren't going to be able to provide the entertainment for the whole day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that certainly proved to well we didn't even i don't know go ahead you continue on so it's middle june end of june it's like dreary it's wind it's not even windy it's just a little bit misty it's calm it's dark out just like a great day to Catch fish. It was the best day. And we started driving around, and you're driving around the same areas I'm driving around. We're just, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm checking the spot, you're checking the spot. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to find some For fish. Sure. You and I, we're going to find some For fish sure. here. It's almost more comforting to watch, like, your buddy you're guiding with, like, hunting too, you know? Like, I don't see anything going on. Like, he's not hitting any buttons on his screen. You know, maybe he's hitting a minus button, and then he's off, you know? Right. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, I roll up to this spot, and you kind of, like, roll up on the back side of the same spot. And I remember I saw, like, four fish, and I turned around, and we just started fishing. And you must have saw a few fish. You turned around, and you just start fishing. And we just, I don't want to sound cocky, but we just freaking wailed on them. <laughs> like, I think we had our six fish in, like, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched you guys catch... Yeah. A whole, you had the kid in the boat. A couple kids in yeah, the Yeah, you had yeah. the M&M kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How old is he? He's 10, maybe. Oh, yeah. Dude, he was having a good time. Yeah. And we are catching fish. And, you know, we, I, we, what did we spend, like an hour on it? Yeah, hour, hour and a half. It felt like a little gluttonous. Like, God, they just, they're suicidal right now <laughs> I know. and, and we have these guys who here. you know they like walleye fishing but it's not it's so not that, they don't appreciate they just it. they really want hook sets too especially because they are just about like their walleye limit is filled after 45 minutes between the two boats <laughs> and then we went just hopping around and you could not not catch a walleye that day <laughs> i had i had a 10 year old a 14 year old and a rookie dad, all fishing plastics, catching walleyes, casting plastics <laughs> like later that day. <laughs> like crazy. That we went fun. bass fishing. So this guy had this, oh, I don't remember what he had, but he's like, dude, I really like, oh, he had a topwater. He's like, I'd really like to catch a bass on this topwater. I was like, yeah, let's give it a try. You know, I'm already the world's best fisherman. <laughs> you know? Oh, and the guy casted his spoon, first cast of the spoon, caught a 20-inch walleye. In like <laughs> six feet of water. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's about par for the course here. Um, caught a 20-inch walleye in a freaking spoon. And, uh, and you know, the whole reason he was talking about this, he's like, yeah, I'd like to go to the cabbage cast a spoon. One time you were in Canada, I caught like 15 walleyes in the spoon. I was like, oh, okay, you're all here in Canada. <laughs> oh, I got a fish. And he's like, oh, it's not fighting very good. <laughs> walleye. What the hell? <laughs> and so he had the other guy. Uh, so we had, I had Bruce and another guy and, uh, he had this stupid little rubber worm and we went into this bay 
And the one guy's casting top water. The one guy's casting a little stupid rubber worm. It's got like four hooks in it. And he, I don't, I don't think he jigged it three times. I was like, yeah, all you got to do is like, just lift it up and put it back down. Lift it up, put it back down. And he lifted it up like twice. Oh, I got a fish. So it's like a, well, it was like a 28 and a quarter or something like that. Inch walleye. And I was like, it's digging him down into the cabbage. And I'm like, what is this thing? You know, I was thinking he's got dogfish or something. Mm-hmm. Big old walleye. I was like, this is a giant. <laughs> it was just the coolest. We couldn't get, you could not get away from a walleye. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> Pretty funny day. It was, uh, it was one of the most memorable days ever. Yeah. <laughs> good one. <laughs> oh. oh. I guess we just end it with a fish story. The only other regulation thing I was thinking about is the, the creel survey guys are asking folks about how they'd feel about a four fish limit, statewide limit. And I know we've talked about that before. And I love it. I bet it'll happen probably two years. Do you, know, do you know why it's a six fish limit? No. So it started out when regulation started, it was a ten fish walleye limit. Jesus. And then... The reason they cut it back to six is because six sounded like a good number. <laughs> There's no science. Sure. Six sounds good. Right. Oh, ten is too many. Let's let's keep it at six. Right. We'll cut it quite in half. <laughs> it's not, I mean... It's it not is. a complete compromise, but it's something. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. Fisheries have come a long way, but it's still a pretty... It's a science, but it's a science that takes a long time to figure out. Especially with ever-changing ecosystems. You're adding new elements to it all the time. Right. You know? And when you have fishing pressure related to it, well, that changes too. Yep. And, you know, the quality of fishing pressure that comes around is only getting better. Yep. Yep. Uh, What are we going to do? What's our tentative plan through these winter months? Um, we're thinking about doing one this one this month, one in January, one in February, and then maybe start the weekly thing at the end of the March, end of March, right? That's kind of the idea. Yeah, tapering in. I'm not sure exactly how they'll come, but one in February, one in March. No, one one in February, maybe a couple in March. We're trying to line up some guests for these winter months because it's a little easier to coordinate the guests uh, before we get into the guide season. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the, the potential for guests. Mm-hmm. Could be could be, could be be good. It could be great. Yeah. Uh, especially with what we've kind of got lined up. It could be it could be a really fun winter yeah. of podcasts. Yep. So, I agree. Um, Go fishing, even though it's, uh, it's not open water season. What else are you going to do, right? Yeah. Might as well go fishing. Might as well go fishing. Try anyway. If nothing else, it gives you time to think about how you're going to pound on them and on opener. <laughs> oh, I got a plan for opener, dude. Do oh, you really? Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, my God. Holmgren's not even going to know how to catch up. <laughs> I'm going to be up like eight fish on him before he knows how to deal with it. I'm super excited. <laughs> This oh. is great because that now he's gonna be thinking about it all. You know what? Before we go, do you have another? Do you have a Matt Holmgren story? Like anything in the winter time you'd like to share? Oh man! Anything embarrassing? Let me think. One thing that I'd like to bring up is he's got a huge, huge dimple right in the middle <laughs> of his chest, and I really, I'd really, you know, I want to see. I, this might sound weird, but I want to see him try and eat cereal out of the thing. It is just a big divot. It is a huge divot. Like pitching wedge right out of the sternum. All right. Here's what I got from it. Sitting in Holmgren's truck on Cass Lake. It was just too cold. And uh, we decided we only had a couple hours to fish and it was midday. So we just put up a couple flags and sat in his truck and we're talking smart. And the idea was... We're like looking out the windshield at the flags. You know, we had a line of them. And then if a flag went off, it would be a race to the to the flag, right? So we're sitting there having a good time, nice warm truck. And a flag goes up and it's like the furthest flag, probably 70 yards away. <laughs> Pretty far, right? What's legal? 
<laughs> within a hundred yards, right? Yeah, or yeah. maybe a hundred feet, seventy feet. Yeah, no, seventy uh, feet away. Right, kind of a far uh, uh, a hall. It was the farthest flag. So me and Scott, um, the doctor, the doctor. Okay, we bail out. Right, I'm in the back. He's in the front passenger. We bail out. We start running for it, and. Uh, like just good old foot race, right? And pretty heavy snow. And I'm like 10 feet from the front of Holmgren's <laughs> truck when I hear his tires just spinning. Just spinning. <laughs> just <laughs> pedal to the floor. Me and me and Scott keep running. We get to the get to the flag and we turn around and I swear to God, Holmgren's <laughs> truck is going about 25 miles an hour sideways towards us. He's just been fishtailing his way towards the flag the whole time. Just this giant white Toyota about to wipe his two best friends off the, off the face of the earth. Anyways, he missed us. Scott caught the fish and we had like, it was, not, it was a 24 inch walleye. <laughs> And we were like, had a little celebration, got back in the truck, and Scott and I were both like, yeah, dude, you almost killed us. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't very cool, actually. (laughs) Hungan doesn't do dumb stuff that often. but That was a plan from the beginning. Every time he does one, we'll make sure it gets on the podcast. And that had to be a plan from day one. From the start of the whole, you know, he probably planned that like three weeks in advance. Well, I know, I mean, in hindsight, I know he's not going to run after the flag. One, he's going to lose. Two, he's not big into running unless he like has to. All right. This has turned into a long one. Well, this is... What else you got to do? Nothing. This has been season three, episode one of Walleye Talk. Looking forward to another good one. Um, happy to have um, you guys back listening. Uh, give us some feedback if you hear. So you brought this up today, not to make this any longer than it is, but we've got some just great reviews on whatever that was, Apple. The iTunes podcast. Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Yeah, it made us realize we don't always, we ask for feedback and if you don't give it to us <laughs> through like through like Facebook or email or text messages or to our face, we might not get it. Like we just discovered this whole new avenue of ways people can give us feedback. And we're not quite sure if there's more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so try and... I mean, thanks for the effort. We don't mean to ignore you. Oh, it made our day. They were nice. I'm, we're just sorry if we didn't respond to like a specific question or something <laughs> you had. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here, eh? We'll see you in a month. <laughs>